0: As Christians, as Catholics, we are stewards. As disciples of Jesus Christ, everything we have, yes, we've worked hard for it many times, but ultimately it is because of God's blessings, his graciousness. So a steward, when we consider a steward, does two things. First, a steward recognizes this, that he is blessed because what he has has been given to him. And it has been given to him for God's purposes. Second, the steward expresses his stewardship by offering or tithing the first fruits to God who is so gracious to him. By giving God the first fruits and allowing God to do with it as he wills, I'm not grasping or holding on to what isn't ultimately mine. Rather, I'm freely letting go I'm being a steward of God's gifts to me. We're called to live for Christ. Our time, our talent, our treasure, our entire being, our gifts given to us ultimately for God's purposes, for his kingdom. Oftentimes it's our treasure, our money, that's the last to be let go of. Many of you are true stewards of your money. Many of you are growing in your faith, and I believe this is the next step for you, to recognize that God has blessed you, and then to trust him, take that little leap of faith, that he will continue to bless you and take care of you. We show that we are stewards, disciples of Jesus Christ, by giving God our first fruits. Our readings today are rich with truths to reflect upon. This gospel causes us to think, when did we come to know the Lord? When did we begin to labor in the Lord's vineyard? I think the main point is pretty clear, that people come to faith at different times. They repent, commit to holiness at different times. And as long as someone commits to the Lord, turns to him, just before they die, even at at the 11th hour, they get heaven, they get God like everyone else. If they turn to the Lord and die in his friendship, they may need a lot of purification in purgatory, but they will be God with God in his glory forever. But I think there's a number of other small points that I wish to elaborate on. Because we may be tempted to think, well, maybe I should just live it up. Live it up until the end of my life and make a good confession and then get heaven like the rest. Well, first of all, we don't know when our time will come. We always need to be ready. And also, sin messes you up. It darkens your intellect. It makes it harder to know the truth. It weakens your will. It makes it harder for you to choose the good and to reject evil. Sin makes us feel guilt and shame, leading to even despair, which can keep us from ultimately turning to the Lord even if we wanted to. Second, it is the case, we have to admit, that life is better laboring in the Lord's vineyard, living in the faith, living in the church, living the good life of virtue, receiving the sacraments, all of this makes life better yes there's still challenges difficulties sometimes even greater challenges and difficulties being a follower of Jesus Christ but there's a peace that comes from having a clear conscience knowing that I'm forgiven knowing that I'm living in communion with my creator that my life is pers- purposeful and redemptive and also while everyone who dies in friendship with God gets Heaven, as I said, not everyone's experience in heaven will be the same. Our beatitude, our glory, will be different because God is received according to the receiver, according to our capacity for God. The amount of charity we die with in our souls will be our capacity to receive God and to love him and experience his glory in heaven. In this life, we can merit greater grace, greater charity in our soul, and therefore have greater beatitude in heaven. I've spoke of St. Teresa Avila and her image of the containers to emphasize this or demonstrate this, that everyone in heaven is totally fulfilled. All right? Everyone has a container, if you will. But our containers are different sizes. Our Blessed Mother, the Pacific Ocean, St. Joseph, the Atlantic Ocean, if you will, St. Francis of Assisi, probably Lake Superior, the Mafia boss who converts on his deathbed, maybe a little thimble. Again, all fulfilled, totally fulfilled, but in a sense there's a greater degree of fulfillment based on our capacity to truly love the Lord based on our charity at the moment of our death. So it's not worth dragging your feet, waiting to fully commit to the Lord. Rather, let's grow in charity, love God and neighbor. Let's be purified of all our sins. Let's have some alacrity, some sense of urgency in our life and merit as much grace and beatitude as possible. Finally, if we want to be saints, we have to think like saints. We have to want what the saints wanted. In our second reading, St. Paul says he longs to depart this life to be with Christ. He loves God so much, he's, he's sacrificed so much, he truly believes that God is the only one that will fulfill him, and so he longs to leave this life. Do you want to be with God? Are you willing to leave this life today? Do you have enough contempt for the things of this world? If you knew that your family, your spouse, and kids would be okay and that they would be with you in heaven, would you want heaven today? Or are you clutching to the things of this world? Honor, wealth, pleasure, success, power. We should be attached from the things of this world to truly want God and heaven. But there's actually even a higher level than that desire, to want what God wants. And Paul references this as well in the second reading. He recognizes that God may want him to continue to live in the flesh, to continue to labor, and he's okay with that if God wills it. St. Therese of Lisieux is another great example. She's that French nun who died at the age of 24. And someone who lived such a great life in holiness, she desired to truly to be with the Lord. She gave her life to the Lord. And so she was dying of tuberculosis. And one night, she felt something come up her throat, but she was in the dark, and so she didn't know what it was, but she thought it might be blood. And in the morning... She had that confirmation. She saw that there was blood on her handkerchiefs, and she gave joy. Why? Because she was going to see the Lord soon, she believed. But then she said, she said, "'Should it please the good God, "'I am quite content to have my bodily and mental sufferings prolonged for years. "'I do not fear a long life. "'I do not shrink from the struggle. "'The Lord is the rock upon which I stand.'" So yes, she wanted to be with God. But she loved God so much that all she wanted to do was to please him. And if that meant more time on this earth, laboring in the vineyard, accepting those crosses, that suffering that she had, she was willing to do it out of love for God. My friends, let's pray the rest of this Mass. Do we want heaven? Do we want to be with God? Or are we attached to this life and its fleeting pleasures and comforts? And can we even say, whatever you want, Lord, I just want my will to conform to your will. And if that means even delaying heaven for myself, just to labor more in this vineyard to love you and serve you as you wish, so be it, because all I want to do is to love and serve you as you wish.